You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode number 15. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. If you've been feeling a tug to let something go as the year comes to a close, today's episode will encourage you to let it go and free up space for something better. You love the time you get to spend creating content on your blog and connecting with your audience. But building a brand and working on your website, that's where it can feel overwhelming. With all of the lists out there of everything that you should do, sometimes you just feel like giving up. But friends, there's a better way. When you spend time strategically thinking about your blog, you'll discover what is essential to build a successful and sustainable business and what's not. I'm your host, Madison Weatherill, a WordPress web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers. I'm here to help you think strategically about the brand you're building, connect with your ideal audience, and ultimately convert them into raving fans, the ones who actually make your recipes, interact with you, and make this whole food blogging journey worth it. It's time to design a business you love and remember why you started a blog in the first place. Welcome back, friends. It is almost our last episode of the year, and I am just really excited to share something a little bit different with you today. Like I mentioned in the intro, this episode's going to be a little bit of a different format and a little less practical, a little bit more of just something to get you to think. Before we dive in, I want to make a quick note that I will not be making any references to the Frozen movie or singing any songs today, so if you were expecting that, I am sorry to disappoint, but it took me almost five years to see the movie Frozen when it came out, so I am surely not an expert on the movie or the song. So, let's dive in. In the last few episodes, we've been talking about reviewing your year and strategic content planning for the year ahead. And while you're reviewing your year, you might have come across some things that are just not working for your blog. Maybe you're finding some things that are overwhelming you and getting pushed to the bottom of your to-do list, or things that fall into the should category of things someone somewhere told you that you should do. I shared some of my journey this past year of slowly letting go of my food blog in the last episode, but in today's episode, I want to walk you through the process of both physically and emotionally letting go of something that's not serving you or your business. First, you want to start by analyzing what's not working. As this year comes to a close, there's a really good chance that something's been stirred up in you as something that's not working very well in your business. Before you're tempted to just push that feeling aside and keep powering through, I want you to really think about it. Ever since becoming a mom, I've really learned to analyze the things that I'm doing. I've really learned to ask myself why I'm doing pretty much everything in both my life and my business. If I feel resentment towards doing something, I try to dig into why. If I feel like I should do something, I ask myself why. Another huge shift has been my outlook on my time. Now, there's a lot of people who have said that your time is your most precious, most non-renewable resource. But I think for me, after having kids, this has become more and more true. The fact of the matter is, if I'm spending time doing something, it better be giving me some sort of a return. And this goes as much for my real life as it does for my business. As food bloggers, some of the things that you're doing for your business should either be growing your traffic, building your audience, or making you money. If you're doing things simply because you think you should, but you're seeing no return, don't be afraid to let it go. Start by asking yourself why. Why isn't this working? What would make it work better? Is it worth trying to improve? Does focusing on this thing take you away from growing your traffic, building your audience, or making more money with your blog? Think about how much time you're spending on that thing. It may be the time that you're spending actually doing the task, or it may be the time you spend worrying about it. Either way, that's time that you could have back in your life or in your business if you let it go. So what might happen if you let it go? 
This is the question I asked myself over and over again when I was looking at my two businesses and wondering what would happen if I poured everything into my design business. Had I not asked that question, I probably would have been way too afraid to switch gears. Had I not asked that question, I would not be sitting here right now recording a podcast. If it's something that isn't driving results for you, what would happen if you spent that time doubling down on what is working? What if you spent that time doing something for yourself or for your family instead of spending it on your business? Trust me, coming from a recovering workaholic, I know how shocking that statement might be to some of you. But the interesting thing for me has always been that the less time I have to work, the more productive I suddenly am. Parkinson's law says work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. And for me, that has proven to be so true the less time I give to my work. So on the note of tasks filling the space and the time that you allow them to, it's important that you set your mind on what you're adding instead of just what you're letting go. What will you do instead now that you're letting something go? I want to mention that you don't have to replace this with something work-related. For the workaholics and the recovering workaholics, I'm going to say that again. You don't have to replace it with something work-related. It can be time for self-care, time with your family, time to sit and read a book, maybe one that's not even business-related. Or it can be things that grow your business. Either way is totally fine. But old habits die hard, so be sure to replace what you're letting go with something so you don't look back at the Saudi year from now and realize that you wanted to stop sharing posts to your dead Facebook page a year ago, but you still haven't stopped. So if you've been wondering if it's okay to let that thing go, I hope you know now that it is. I'm ready to cheer you on as you enter 2020 with more clarity on what's next for your blog. Next week, I have a really exciting episode to share with some of my favorite food bloggers who will be sharing some of their insights from this past year and some of their plans for 2020. It's going to be a really good episode, so be sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss when it goes live. I hope today's episode has been a little bit different, but has given you some encouragement to let that thing go or to at least really sit on why it's not working for you and what the change might be if you were to just let it go. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.